Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. In kind of the seeker-friendly church world that we live in, we're not supposed to talk about hell, but it is a real place. (laughs) And Jesus came to save you from hell because he loves you. He doesn't want you to go there. And when you think about God's love, he is loving, he's patient, he's gracious, but his righteousness demands that evil should be judged. And Paul is telling those in the church there in Thessalonica, he's telling those Christians that, hey, you know what? The people that are persecuting you, the people that are doing evil, Jesus is coming again and he's gonna judge evil. Jesus himself said he was coming back in John 14, 3. He said, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And Jesus spoke many times about his second coming, that he would come again. Now, for those of you who are into prophecy and eschatology, if you're into studying prophecies in the Bible, you all know that there were hundreds of prophecies that spoke about the coming of Jesus. And If you have gone to church here for a while, you know at Christmas we talk about all those prophecies about his birth, where he would be born, how he would be born, where he would live, where he would grow up. And the Bible prophesied hundreds of years before that happened. And then just as there are hundreds of prophecies about his first coming, there are many, many prophecies, hundreds of prophecies about his second coming. In fact, we know that there are 1,845 references in the Old Testament and 318 references in the New Testament And for every prophecy of Christ's first coming, there are eight of his second coming. So there are many, many prophecies that speak about Jesus' return. Now, Jesus rebuked the religious leaders in his day because he said, look, you guys can predict the weather, but you don't know anything about the prophetical truth that spoke of the coming Messiah. See, many of those Jewish religious leaders, they rejected Jesus because they didn't understand prophecy. The Bible prophesied exactly where he would be born and when and how and all those things. And they didn't understand it because they didn't know the prophecies. Now, Jesus said you should be able to understand the signs of the times. Now, for us as Christians, God wants us to be able to understand the signs of the times as well. And being that I'm the pastor, I don't want any of you getting to heaven. And when you get there, you're like, we didn't know any of that stuff. We live in Idaho. We went to Calvary Chapel. I'm going to say, no, no, I told him. I told him, God, I read the Bible. I showed it to him. Because Jesus said, hey, you need to be ready. You don't need to be caught by surprise. And when you look at the world and you see the craziness of the world, you shouldn't be surprised to think that things are so crazy. Because the Bible predicted that it would be the way it is. When you look around, you see wicked, evil people going out shooting people. You see evil people getting worse and worse. You know that that's what the Bible predicted. Now, one of the things that really stands out to me of all the prophecies, and there are many about Jesus' return, is that not only that it would be like the days of Noah, but the Bible says that there would be many, many of these Islamic, radical, 
Islamist terrorists coming against Israel. And we call it the Magog invasion. And I believe that either right before the rapture or right after, somewhere around there, in Ezekiel 38, it prophesies about that. And it says in Ezekiel 38, verse 2, it says, Son of man, set your face against Gog and the land of Magog and the prince of Rosh and Meshach and Tubal. Now, Magog is the land of Central Asia, the former Soviet Union, and all those stand countries, you know, like uh, Afghanistan and Turkestan and Gurkistan and all the stands, you know, they got those sounds in front of them. But, and there are many, many millions of radical Muslims there that hate Israel. And the Bible prophesied hundreds and hundreds of years ago that in the last days this would happen. Now, to me, this blows my mind because... The Bible prophesies in Ezekiel 36 and 37 and 38 and 39 that Israel would be wiped out, and that happened, and then they would come back as a nation, and then all these nations, and it describes them in Ezekiel 38 verse 5, Persia, Ethiopia, Libya. So it gives us this big description of all these nations hundreds of years ago that they would be coming against Israel. So we see Afghanistan and all those places, Persia, you know what Persia is? Persia is Iran, and I don't know if you read the news, but the president of Iran, he has said publicly that he wants to wipe Israel off the map and America. He said, we would love to see a world where there are no Christians. So he hates Israel, and he's been saying, we need to get nuclear technology so we can uh, get a bomb. No, oh, heat our houses? Like, dude, you produce more oil than any country in the world. You need heat? You live in the desert? It's like, hmm, I don't get this. Anyway, well, I do get it. He wants to get a nuclear bomb so he can blow up Israel and us next. But Persia and Ethiopia is modern-day Sudan. And if you watch the news, in Sudan, they are burning down Christian houses, burning Christian churches, killing Christians. And really, there's this great persecution going on. In Libya, you guys, you know, remember the Arab Spring that happened a couple years ago? And now radical Islamists are there in Libya. And all of these countries, the Bible describes it hundreds of years ago, prophesied that they would all come against Israel. In fact, Ezekiel 39, it says it like this. It says, O son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, thus says the Lord, behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh and Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn you around and lead you and bring you up from the far north. And what's far north of Israel? Russia and the, you know, former Soviet Union. And, and do what? And bring you against the mountains of Israel. So the Bible prophesies, and we have a picture of this map, the Magog map, and you can read Ezekiel 38 and 39, and you look at all these countries, and the Bible predicted thousands of years ago that these countries would all come against Israel. Now, what blows my mind is that Israel didn't even exist for almost 2,000 years. And now, in 1948, they became a nation, and now all these countries are coming against them. And so we see that these predictions of the Bible prophecies about what's going to happen in the last days. It's going to be like Noah. There's going to be all these Muslim nations like Iran and, and Afghanistan and all those uh, former Soviet Union nations, and they're all going to come against Israel. And this is called in the Bible the Magog invasion. Now, we have another slide that kind of gives us uh, the history of, well, not history, but maybe uh, uh, it gives us sort of end times prophecy in one slide. And so if we could put that slide up. Uh, this slide... Uh, gives us, uh, you know, kind of an uh, overview of the prophecies in Daniel and Ezekiel and what Jesus prophesied and the book of Revelation in one slide. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through it kind of quick and explain it to you. So you say, what's 69? Well, in the book of Daniel, Daniel prophesied hundreds of years before Jesus came that 
there would be 69 seven-year period before the Messiah came. And so we know that that was the exact day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem. And from the exact day that the proclamation to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, from that day forward, it was exactly 69 seven-year periods to the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem. You know, so that's a prophecy that Jesus would come on that day. Now, the little yellow building with the fire coming out of the top, that is the nation of Israel right after Jesus was crucified for our sins, about 30 years later or 40 Jesus predicted that the nation of Israel would get wiped out. In fact, Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 24, you can read it, he said to his disciples, they said, what's going to be like? And Jesus said that, hey, this nation's going to get wiped out. Not one stone will be left upon another in the temple. And so Titus came in in 70 AD and wiped out Israel. Now Israel does not exist from that point on the map, right there where the little burning building is, until 1948. So from 70 AD till 1948, almost 2,000 years, you can do the math, it's not exactly, but uh, almost for 2,000 years, Israel did not exist. So no one could persecute them, no one could attack their country because they didn't exist. But the Bible predicted that in the last days, and you can read it in, 30, in uh, Ezekiel uh, 36 and 37, that God would bring the nation of Israel back together, and then there would be this Magog invasion. Now, I believe that it's going to happen right before the 70th week of Daniel, which is the seven years of tribulation. And so uh, I believe either right before or right near there, uh, that that's when that Magog invasion is going to happen. Then the rapture is going to happen. Then the 70th week of Daniel, which he spoke about one more seven-year period, which would be that time of God's wrath on this earth. Then Jesus spoke about, in the middle of that seven-year period, the abomination of desolation, which is when Israel would rebuild the temple. Now, right now in Israel, they don't have a temple. Remember, they weren't a nation for 2,000 years, but they're getting ready to build a temple. And the, the Jewish people are looking for a savior to let them rebuild their temple. Now, they're going to rebuild the temple, and they're getting ready. They actually have all the stuff to go back to doing, you know, the ceremonial stuff in the temple. And when they do, three and a half years into that seven years of tribulation period, then the Antichrist, who's the world leader, is going to come to the temple in Jerusalem and declare that he is God and they should worship him. And that is called the abomination of desolation. And then there'll be three and a half more years of great tribulation. And then at the end of that, the battle of Armageddon and then uh, the second coming of Christ and then the millennium. Now, so all of that, it, all you have to do to get that down is just read the book of Revelation, read uh, Matthew 24, read Ezekiel, and read Daniel. And uh, yes, yeah, so it's a long time. But anyway, that's what I believe the Bible predicts. And there's so many of these prophecies. It's hard to cram them in a little short time here. But when you think about the book of Revelation, and you think about what was the purpose of that seven years of tribulation for? Well, the Bible tells us it's God pouring out his wrath on an evil world. And that's what Paul is telling the Thessalonians. He's saying one day Jesus is going to come and God's going to pour out his wrath on this world. Revelation 6.17 says this about the great tribulation period. And he said that the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand? Whose wrath? It's God's wrath. God is pouring out his wrath. Now Paul was encouraging those Christians there who were being persecuted. Hey, that Jesus is going to come back and he is going to judge evil. He's going to judge people who are willfully being wicked and evil. Now, in our text, in verse 6, look at your Bibles, in uh, chapter 1, verse 6, he says, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. Now, what he's talking about is that God is going to judge evil for those who persecute Christians. Verse 7, and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. So, when Jesus returns, his judgment is going to come on the wickedness of this world, but it is not for Christians. 
Because Paul said, hey, comfort one another with these things. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, if you were here, remember we read there, he says, and God did not appoint us, who's he talking about? Christians, to wrath, but to attain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, for us, that God is not going to pour out his wrath on us because that's why Jesus died. That's what grace is all about. Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for your sin, that you could be forgiven. You wouldn't have to endure God's wrath. So, we can know one thing for sure, that God's judgment is going to be righteous and true. Someone asked me, you know, after church the other day, well, Pastor Bob, what about those aborigines who live out in the, who knows where they live, I don't know where aborigines live, that haven't heard about Jesus. Is God going to judge them? And here's what I told them. God is righteous and true. God is going to judge everybody righteously. Because you just think about it. You have sinned and done a lot of bad things and wrong things. And what did God do? He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for your sin that you could be forgiven, that you could receive grace. Is that righteous? That's awesome. He's just. He's loving. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.